heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? You know the thing that we should be really talking about, which this horse has slid so far under the discussion radar, and he is the second favourite for the Cox Plate. What do we make of this Victoria Road? Are we, We're talking all around him. We're not talking about him. Like, I, to be honest, I don't know a hell of a lot about him. He's, he's off. But this is the third favourite for the Cox Plate. What, what, what do we know about him? What does he do? What's his style? Who does he compare to? Is he another Adelaide? Is he completely different? Is he just going to come out and wallop us? Is yeah, he like I, Ben Battle? I think he's been rated better. Better than Adelaide at the comparable yeah. stage of their career over there. I, I had a chat to Ozzy Kier about him on Thursday last week, I think it was, and um, it's going well. We'll find out a little bit more as the week unfolds as regards to where he, I suppose, lands. But I think he was 100 to 1. Uh, then Ozzy Kier bought him. He was into 20 to 1. Now he's into $11. The internationals always keep firming the closer you get to the race. Yeah, and it's getting a bit... I met one of his part owners talk about part owning... Horses, right? This guy stopped me and said, "Do you like Victoria Road at all?" I said, "I oh, you have to have a chance." He said, "Well, I own one sixth of two percent." Yeah. How, how is that? It's almost you're you're almost into uh, you almost own as much as he does. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> but and it he, doesn't matter. He was that excited about yeah, it. He said, oh, "I don't know. I just I like the horse, and I think he can win." And well, what what so I'm saying and, is, I'm expecting from what you can afford. I'm expecting from now onwards to be seeing on racing broadcasting channels a hell of a lot of Victoria Road. His replays, his everything. Well, you know? he got beaten seven lengths by Ace Impact, finishing second last behind him two starts ago. That'll win this Cox Plate. And he got beaten... Seven lengths to Ace Impact yeah, would win then, this Cox Plate. But then his next start, he got beaten by Buckaroo, who ran It was a good run, though. Sydney. That was a good run. The Buckaroo so, run was anyway, a, a better run Anyway, let's have a chat that. to Daniel O'Sullivan, who can give us some perspective on how good this Caulfield Cup was on Saturday and what's it mean moving forward. Daniel, I appreciate your time once again uh, to get your expert ratings opinion. It looked to everyone who watched on Saturday that it was one of the best Caulfield Cups we've seen in recent years. Do your figures stack up? Oh, look, I look, I think, Michael, it was a great race and it was run, as you mentioned earlier, at a, at a brutal early speed. They, they don't go much faster than uh, what they did there on Saturday in the Caulfield Cup. And that set up an extremely fast uh, time rating, which doesn't necessarily directly correlate to, to the quality of race because you have to look at how fast previous editions of the race were, were run early. But look, on my figures, at the weights, uh, the race was almost identical to Very Elegant and Murder Glass. Um, at, at weight for age 104.7, which is a sizable new peak for without a fight. Um, Incentivise is, is still the benchmark of recent Caulfield Cup winners, about three lengths stronger than than uh, without a fight, murder glass and very elegant. So, yeah, that's where I sort of pitch the race. Um, very, very good edition of the Caulfield Cup. Um, yeah, and, and it'll be interesting to see the form that come out of it. I think that form, especially for the first two, is going to hold up well in Melbourne Cup. Daniel McSharkey, so obviously without a fight's gone to a new level. Uh, yeah. West Wind Blows has run really well. It's a high-rating race. Looking at others that are back down the field, because they're not all going to go on to Group 1 targets. They're not all going to end up in the Cup or a Cox Plate or something like that. When you're looking at a race like this and trying to throw forward where horses go, do they all automatically just get an extra tick from you when they bob up in a Group 2 or a Group 3? Or is the does it not translate back through the field the further you further down you go? Oh, look, it just, it just comes back to the, the quality of performance and the ratings uh, mix. So you've got the rating number in itself. And then, of course, um, 
as a as a form analyst, you'd know you're sort of adding context then in mm. terms of how well suited the horse was, you know, liking running track pattern, things like that, how the horse is finishing off, how it reacted when it was placed under pressure, you know, all of those things. So, look, I think uh, Gold Trip actually rated similarly to his Turnbull run, just a shade below. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he, he was still quite solid in, in a very, very fast run race. Um, but then, look, you've got a, a big gap to the next um, lot of horses um, who were also, you know, very, very low down in the weight. So most of them have just rated sort of somewhere around their, their sort of recent form. In the case of Sulcombe, sort of below. Um, Valent King was, was well below his overseas best. But again, he was handy to, to that brutal speed. You couldn't have expected much more from him. Um, so, yeah, I think outside of the, the top three and, and perhaps making excuses for, for a horse like Valiant King and Sulcombe, I think it's... Um, yeah, the, the race doesn't necessarily enhance the reputation of any of the others. Mm. More from a recovery point of view and a next run point of view than the rating. Uh, thinking about Gold Trip going to a Cox Plate now off the back of a brutally run race where he and the other place getters were sort of uh, the beneficiaries of it, but they were still part of that race and it was brutally run. What's your... How do you sort of assess these things when you work out how he'll go next start? Say, say if Gold Trip lines up in a Cox Plate... What's your impression of, of, of the run he had in the Caulfield Cup as a setup for the Cox Plate? Oh, look, Matt, my, my theory with all of these things, I mean, there's different theories floating around about hard runs and, and horses not recovering and how long they need and things like that. My, my personal position in terms of form and especially punting is you just back the stable. I and mean, if the stable lines him up, you have to assume that that uh, he's recovered. I mean, these days, stables are so sophisticated, especially the big camps. They've got all the data and all the information to compare from previous runs, um, recovery, you know, blood levels, all that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, we can we can theorise about, you know, if the horse lines up in the Cox Plate and, and let's say runs poorly, everyone will immediately put it down to a tough run in a Caulfield Cup. But, look, there can be any number of reasons why a horse performs below expectations on a given day. So... Yeah, I, I try not to, to guess about those things or form theories that I really don't have any basis for. Um, yeah, if a stable line, if a stable's happy to start them, especially a top stable, then then I just assume that they're ready to go. Have you got a feel for the Cox Plate yet? The overall race, uh, what pr- opportunity it may present for, say, a three-year-old, uh, you know, against the ratings of the of his older rivals and. And this Victoria Road, who's been kind of under-discussed a bit, but I'm assuming the next four or five days we'll learn a lot more about Victoria Road. Yeah, look, I think this year's Cox Plate's going to be a cracker. I mean, it may not, a pre-race, be you know the highest rating sort of we're going to go in with Cox Plate, but it's incredibly even with, with so many potential winners and lots of angles around three-year-olds, as you mentioned, and, and so on. Um, you know, Alligator Blood stamped himself at 2,000 metres to put himself right back in the picture. Um, Fangirl's coming off a monster win in Sydney. Uh, Mr. Brightside, you know, probably a below-par run by his normal standards, which, which sort of brings him back a little bit. So, yeah, it looks a, a fascinating race to, to work out. Uh, I think Victoria Road, on, on the best of his overseas form at the moment, is, is around two to three lengths off what would typically be required to, to win a Cox Plate. Um, but, yeah, look, the, the record of that stable um, of, of bringing horses here to, to perform in the big races is, is excellent. So, yeah, you certainly couldn't rule him out. But, yeah, I think he definitely needs to, to take another step. Um, yeah, the three-year-olds are right there, uh, especially Militarise, who was very, very good in, in the Caulfield Guineas, given the shape of the race and also given that horse's sort of 
you know, unique individual sort of preferences when he tends to produce his best performances. I think he's a horse that's going to uh, relish both 2,000 metres and, and the pressure of being in a better race like a, like a Cox play. Um, yeah, Gold Trip's obviously there, Alligator Blood, Romantic Warrior, by all reports, has, has really bounced out of his Turnbull run and, and we know that he can go better than we saw there. So, yeah, look, I think it's going to be a fascinating race and, and perhaps one of the more interesting Cox plates in, in recent years. Just a, an SMS from a listener here. Out of the Caulfield Cup on Saturday, does that, um, with the performances of the internationals we've seen so far, and I suppose there's a little bit of a, a line through the run of Valiant King, does it make you more confident about uh, Vorban heading to the Melbourne Cup? Um, I don't necessarily know whether it makes you more confident about Vorban. Um, look, Valiant King you know, was beaten five lengths, um, you know, right, right down in the weight. So Forbans, uh, I, I think, rightful favourite for the Melbourne Cup, especially with the record of, of internationals and, and he's got the right profile. But I w- it wouldn't necessarily um, take it as, as sort of giving any more confidence, no. Uh, anything else from the meeting that caught your eye from a ratings point of view? Oh, look, not really. I think uh, outside of the, the Caulfield Cup, it was... Um, yeah, there, there were still some good performances, but we didn't see anything you know, above the 100 rating level, for, mm. for example. Um, I, I thought, um, yeah, I thought uh, Rote to uh, Arataki was, was quite good. Yeah, winning, uh, winning that race. Um, Covalent was, was sort of solid. But look, generally speaking, I think this year in, in a lot of areas, the, the sort of quality has been just a shade below you know, what we typically might, uh, might see, but I'm sure that's going to start ramping up soon. Um, but certainly for some of the highlight races, like the Caulfield Cup on Saturday, it was uh, yeah, a terrific race, you know, good quality, right on par with, with some of the other previous um, well-deserved winners of the race. And as I said, I really think that Caulfield Cup can shape up as, as the right re- or one of the right references mm. for the Melbourne Cup, especially for the top two. Um, I don't think... Uh, on the way I look at things and, and just looking deeper into some figures today, I think without a fight, um, there's absolutely no reason to knock that horse at 3,200, um, the same as the second horse. Yeah. Uh, just a gold trip. If uh, the three kilo turnaround to maybe two and a half or two, depending on the penalty, um, could you see him turning the tables on without a fight over 3,200 metres the way he's going? Yeah, look, it's certainly possible. I mean, everything in horse racing is just a, a probability sort of chance of occurring. I mean, would you be confident and, and be willing to, to back him? It, it ultimately comes down to price. But, um, look, horses don't run to exactly the same level every start, and there's all sorts of reasons for that. But we know uh, he's you know, proven at the 3,200 metres. And, look, his, his Turnbull win and, and the run on Saturday is probably about a length and a half below what he ran in the Melbourne Cup last year. So he, he's still got that. Uh, potential reference point to, to elevate to if he gets there on the day and, and gets you know a trip and pace and all of those things to suit. So, yeah, I certainly wouldn't be, if, if you like him, I wouldn't be ruling him out of the Melbourne Cup at this stage either. Daniel, always great to get your perspective and your ratings on the big races. Appreciate your time once again. My pleasure, guys.